The following views and opinions expressed on Joy Has Questions podcast are not to be confused and or affiliated with any other corporations, companies, businesses, LLCs, and any other acronym that you can possibly think of. Basically, these are my own opinions on my own platform. And now everybody, let's get on with the show. Hey, good people. It's your girl Joy Has Questions, dropping some new fire for you all to listen to for the week. Starting with, you guessed it, you better know. This week, we are giving honor to the father of the internet. You heard me right, the whole entire blackity black ass internet. Every time you type in a website, bow down to the one and only Emmett McHenry. Based on that good old interwebs and IG, I ran across this information and it blew my mind. He was born July 12th in 1943 in Arkansas and grew up in Oklahoma, got a BS in communications from the University of Denver, and then somehow stumbled his wonderful way into the world of STEM. After serving time in the Marine Corps, where he ascended to the rank of lieutenant, first off, the rank of lieutenant, you better get your coins, Emmett. He received his MS degree in communications from Northwestern in 1979. Okay, Chicago moment, I'm here for it. He started as an IBM systems engineer and later served as the assistant dean and instructor at Northwestern. With Gary Dessler, Ty Grigsby, and Ed Peters, they sound like a singing group, but I digress, he founded his first full-time entrepreneurial venture called Network Solutions. This company specialized in TCP slash IP protocol for packet switch computer network interoperability meaning he was a part of it organizing the Internet Protocol Suite that provides end-to-end data communication, specifying how data should be packeted, addressed, transmitted, routed, and received. Okay, basically, he is that dude. Not for one company, but for the whole Internet. That's what he did this for. In addition to this accomplishment, he went on to become the manager of the domain name system DNS registry. And aside from founding Network Solutions, he also has a shit ton of other businesses under his name. He also founded Netcom Solutions International, which is a telecommunications, engineering, consulting, and technical service company. The company received multiple awards for excellent service from IBM, NASA, and Lucent Technologies with revenues of $260 million and over 200 employees in Virginia and Oklahoma City. So basically, all I want to say is, run me my coins. He also wrote the first dot-com code for the internet as we know it today. So basically, every time you type in www.bing.com, google.com, your mama likes ASMR chicken wing eating.com, whatever the fuck it is, you thank Emmett McHenry. This man is truly a pioneer and basically was a part of the STEM movement before we even knew what the hell STEM was. White or black, he knew that this was the wave of the future. So the next time you're looking for that overpriced two-piece set for some random IG boutique, you remember that it is because of King Emmett McHenry that you are able to do so. And now let's get on with the rest of Joy Has Questions. everybody it's your girl joy has questions coming to you once again with this week's geeked up i got my girl here no way she codes hey everyone yes and i'm super excited for what it is that you are going to bless with this week okay so today i kind of want to switch it to a more serious topic um as we mentioned like tech is a part of everything that we do and people don't seem to realize how it impacts their everyday life and i think a big thing that's uh kind of different in our black community is seeing the change in how black millennials are handling mental health because we know previously that really wasn't a thing um it's called hennessy and kush or go to church right or jesus i mean don't get me wrong jesus is still there jesus washington you know (laughs) the lord is still there but um there are people on this earth that are trying to do things for our people to succeed mentally and kind of get past the mental health barriers that we have so i would like to speak on his name is julio rivera he actually made a mental health app called liberate meditation and it is specifically created for people of color um, to help us in our mental health um, with issues such as racism, uh, police oppression, pretty much living in America. 
Eric Gardner's murderer finally getting fired five years later. And there are, you know, people of color do experience um, different tragedies outside of America as well. So it is applicable to them. But the interesting interesting thing is he did a lot of studies on Buddhism and Dharma and how he can integrate that into the app. Uh, He speaks on how um, not all meditation is the best meditation for the problems that we go go through. And it was really important for him to figure out the best method to kind of um, breakthrough to our community. Um, and he actually built this app because it was personal for him. He felt like he went out looking for something. And there's apps. There's like one app that people use a lot. Calm. Yes. Um, you know, and he's kind of like those things that don't work for him. Like they weren't, they're just helping him breathe, which is that's cute. But it's yeah. like, you know, I'm dealing with traumatic issues. So uh, I think it's kind of dope that we're seeing a change in how. Um, people are using tech beyond gaming, beyond, you know, fashion. Those things are great too, but we're actually, we're hitting them in a more <laughs> healthy way. Um, and so I think that this is really important to talk about because there might be someone who's listening to this podcast that may want, that may, that may be impacted by the things happening in our community um, and may want to try a different method. So liberate meditation for sure. I think that's amazing just even based on the fact like, Doing the research and understanding, like, you know, the, our stress levels, things that it is that we have to deal with that are different than, you know, sometimes, like, downward dog is just not going to cut it. No, no shade, you know, and definitely love those, you know, methods as well. But I really appreciate the fact that he sat there and did the due diligence and did his Googles and figured out, like, hey, this is what, you know, actually could be beneficial. The but- crazy thing is this is actually his second app. So he had another one that was also a meditation app, but it wasn't specifically pointed at people of color. It's a meditation app. Right. And I think it, like, I don't say think. It kind of, like, just didn't make it. It kind of flopped. Um, and he has, like, a whole blog post on why he felt that way and et cetera. And I think the difference between this app now and the app then is that this is more personal to him. And it's, like, a true, truly passion project. Like, he really feels like not only does he need this, but his people need this. And this whole team is... His team, there's a team of three. Um, they're both they're either black or um, Lat- Latino, Latina. Um, so I really like that, that it's like, you know, people of color, different minorities are actually contributing to something that'll help us in the long run. I'm here for it. Like, Lord knows, like James Baldwin said, to be a Negro in this country to be is to be in a state of, like, just rage all the time. Like, right. What do you want? So I definitely need to look that up. I'm pretty sure he's like on all platforms, like Apple, Google Play. Yes, yes. It's on all platforms. You can download it right now, today. And I think it's just like important because also too, like, I mean, I have a therapist. I do. I say I'm loud and proud about it. Oh, I love it. She's a black woman. She's awesome. But at the end of the day, like therapy ain't cheap. And I don't mean wrong. Like I feel like it's worth it. Like it's a good investment. But at the end of the day, like some people are not in the position Mm -hmm. to pay for that. And so, you know, they're finding ways or with, they're finding ways to struggle. Oh, that's awkward. Birth control. Um, (laughs) Also, we deal with physical health. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they're finding, you know, they're trying to find ways to deal with their struggles. And it's like there isn't a lot of outlets outside of therapy and or church. And so it's like, you know, sometimes you need both. I feel like if I don't have both, then I'm going insane. So. No, I definitely do have that fine line of the balance of, of, you know, Jesus saves, but so does a therapist. So that definitely is the line I walk on. But no, that's amazing. And Lord knows, just, yeah, stress is real. Having high-pressure jobs, trying to balance, you know, living your life and eating kale and drinking water mm-hmm. and dealing with microaggressions. Working be- five times harder than everybody else who oh, doesn't look like us. my God. Just to have the same job. Right. For someone to be like, well, you know, we really think that, you know, you, you might just be doing too much, do you not? What? Mm. okay sis let me keep it cute then so Mm -hmm. it's just things like that that really can't be stressful but shout out to that young man definitely will be looking up liberation meditation and everyone be sure to tune in definitely catch the segments with no way she calls my girl gappy is coming through with amazing insights for everyone not just gaming but anything you know for us millennials centennials of color interested in the stem field and with that i'll holla at you later bye everyone Hey everybody, it's your girl Joy has questions. I mean, summer is wrapping up. I can feel that raggedy ass mother nature about to try it. Like just it's coming. just around the riverbed. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Like she gave us one month of summer. Yeah. It's like, well.
gotta go here we are um but no outside of that definitely enjoying those last couple of days and i am honored to be sitting here this week with the founder of one of the dopest creative collectives like and then I also have a special place in my heart for it because it's literally on the block I grew up with, 5020 yeah, yeah, South yeah, Prairie, yeah. <laughs> Bronzeville all day. Yeah. But no, I have my girl Rachel Gatson here, who is the founder of the ILA Creative Studio. There we go. Thank you, love, so much for coming no on to the show. I'm really excited. Y'all my sh- first podcast, wait, second podcast. Yes! newbie to this thing i mean y'all she is kicked (laughs) back on this couch giving a good diane summer she's just like a nice summer glow so we about to do this real quick um first and foremost like just you know tell us a little bit about yourself like are we born and raised chicagoan are you a transplant it was like i fuck with mouse i was like (laughs) how did you basically come to the city win or like what's your journey a little bit yeah i definitely fuck with mouse sauce but i'm also from chicago so i was born and raised (laughs) on the south side hey Um, (laughs) initially um i guess this area is grand crossing um 87th and emerald and Uh then i moved to Chatham and lived there for a while um and I've just literally been everywhere ever ever since then in adulthood so I've lived in Hyde Park I lived in Pilsen I lived north um so Chicago in all its areas that's where I've been um about me I am an artist I am a creative. I professionally, for the past 10 years, have been a graphic designer. Yeah. So I've worked um, under my own brand, ILA Creative Studio, um, which functions as a two-part company. So the creative is my design work, freelance, and then studio is the physical space that I want to open for artists and creatives, um, hopefully in the next one to two years. You're already um, on your path. It. I'm right. claiming it's going to happen. So. Doing it. <laughs> um, but in essence, I, I am a lover of all things art, which is the um, the acronym for ILA. It stands for I Love Art. Yes. So. <laughs> I mean, and just being from Chicago, there's examples everywhere. Yeah. Any type of, you know, media form that you could possibly think of. So in terms of like pulling from that inspiration, like you literally just walk outside your door. All the time. All the time. Like, inspiration. Yes. Here All we go. All the time. All the time. But no, so in terms of that, like, did you ever have like a journey to the corporate world? Did you try and make that work? And you sat back and was like, I am done with this shit. <laughs> You're like, I'm out. Yes. Um, so what was that like? You know, did you always have like that entrepreneurial spirit? Um, so I always thought in grad, not in grad school, girl, I didn't even go to grad school. I always thought in undergrad. I went to fail on today <laughs> okay. and put them bitches back into forbearance. <laughs> so like, I can't, I'm not doing this adult. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not, not yet. Um, never went to grad school, but in undergrad, I thought that I wanted to be in advertising for the rest of my life. Like I was going to climb that ladder of being a graphic designer, then an art director, then a junior art director, then a senior, and all of this. Um, and I found that it was much harder to break into that industry in Chicago than I thought. I just thought, like, what? you get your graphic Exactly. You Say get your degree. So. <laughs> and you just, all these jobs will be floating towards you, sis. Not the case. So I moved back home. I went to FAMU. I went to an H- HBCU in Tallahassee. Hey. Um, Chicago has some of the greatest ad agencies. Like, I studied them. I was Leo Burnett. I had the Apple. SCB. Like, I was just so many. It's about 50 that I could have worked at and didn't get hired at any of them. So, um, they had their quota. They had their quota and yeah. it was filled. Like, we have uh, 12 already. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're exactly. good. We're good. <laughs> no more chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Um, and that pretty much was it. Like, I, I felt like there was no place or space for me. Um, I then I couldn't find a job. And so I started my own. Like Lane, I made ILA Design Solutions at that point was the name of my company. And I started freelancing for like small businesses, mom and pops that people would refer me to um, until I landed my first first gig with a nonprofit in their marketing sector. And it was a Jewish nonprofit, which wasn't fun for me because it wasn't my people. Just Mm -hmm. being frank, I was 
doing a lot of work for another culture that I really did not understand. It was great to to be exposed to that, but I was not passionate about the work at all. Um, And so I always knew, I guess about two years in at that job, I was like, I want to work for myself. I Mm -hmm. want ILA to be my thing for, for, for a long time. And so I've been steadily trying to get there. Um, I think it's amazing. And and just calling this, I like, I was just saying like, my brand is about celebrating blackness. Right. But I think there's a point that you hit on that. A lot of times people hold that against us as black creatives. Mm -hmm. Like the second that you just say like, you know, this is cute. I really want to do this for black people. Well, why, we're all a part right. of the circle yeah. of life. And it is a tapestry <laughs> of many colors. Yeah. I'm like, well, bitch, I, I... want to focus on the black through creme brulee shades. <laughs> like, yes. how about we start there? Yes, yes. And, you know, and there's, it, it's a shame that it ha- yeah. still has to be revolutionary or mm-hmm. radical in a sense to say, yeah. like, I want to celebrate blackness or I want to just focus on my own cultural yeah. Um, um, or I, rather my own community. Yeah. Whereas other people, they could be like, I have spent 50 years yeah. working in the Skokie, you know, Holocaust Museum, where I have dedicated mm-hmm. my life yep. to immigration yeah. and pr- immigration reform within Pilsen. Yeah. And to be quite honest, um, a lot of my dedication to my own people came from that exposure to how, you know, um, consistently, like, proud a lot of the jewish people that worked Mm -hmm. for this agency were like they had no shame and like we only fund jewish organizations we only hire a lot of jewish people and just that direct unashamedly like pride that they showed amongst you know um supporting their own looking out for their own really drove like my desire to have something like that and so I guess it was a blessing in disguise that I got to see that because I found myself a lot like not wanting to say ILA is for the the physical space is for like black creatives and black artists exclusively because I I don't want to to make anyone feel bad or or make it seem like I'm excluding folks but I do want to also show pride in that we need spaces for us. And sometimes we don't need to be apologetic about it. And I I really have stepped into that. So I always say this, like I would love to live in that amazing Mm -hmm. um, Calabasas Mm -hmm. mindset of I don't see color, you know, I'm like, well, I have healthcare and optometrist. So (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but the reality is as long as there are systematic, um, entities in place that keep me yeah. from being able to feel like my full inclusive self yeah. where I have to think about if I want to use colloquialism still in the workplace or, right. you know, how I want to be, how authentic I want to be, then right. yes, I still will feel the need to have those safe spaces. And yeah. that is beautiful that you're creating that yeah. within your own business mm-hmm. and expanding it. Yeah. Um, and that even leads into saying like, so what is it about your brand that is like, this is how my brand celebrates blackness. or this mm-hmm. is how my brand empowers the next generation to say, you know what, we're going to do this shit on our own. Yeah. Um, it's basically just the desire, a, a very just strong desire on my behalf to make people feel um, proud of their lineage. And mm-hmm. not to say that we don't already. I just think that there needs to be a significant amount of just I don't know. I I just feel that we collectively should be showcasing and celebrating the shoulders on which we stand. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a large part of the work that I want to do with ILA is making sure that our legacy, like our generation, millennial generation, things that we do, um, stands the test of time for future generations that come after us, for creatives, and to say, oh, because Joy did this or because Rachel did this, I know that I'm able to, in my in my essence, just start a company or start a podcast or create a radio show. All of these things that um, I don't know that our future generations will have unless we 
kind of lead that pathway if that makes sense like no it definitely does like we're doing it because it is bigger than us yeah even when you mentioned about you know wanting to work within when you were trying to work within corporate Mm -hmm. america right and we we made the joke because we see it all the time like oh girl they had their 12 right but the statistics that back that up Mm -hmm. like 2087 is when the workplace at least within advertising, mm-hmm. you know, and who knows how that breaks down now with these intersections of, of um, advertising and tech companies, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing is, like, advertising says, like, on average, like, 2087 is when the workplace will start to look, you know, kind of equal. Really? And that's the thing, like... Oh, my God. I'm definitely planning to be sitting somewhere with my second husband and like <laughs> hey, the bees. like i don't know what to tell little christiana but i'm like look girl like, no i'm kidding but that's the thing like so to have the mindset and to yeah. to know that what we're doing we truly are doing it so that's still a dream yeah. that we won't even get to see like yeah. i won't be able to you know you won't be able to tell your grandchildren like when i was in corporate america girl right. It was, it was 50 of us. We mm-hmm. took that shit over. It's right. like, well, I tried, you yeah. know? So yeah. you are doing it for mm-hmm. something. You, you do it some, for something bigger than yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, ultimately that is what... And also, too, like, a large part of ILA's... My mission with ILA is to make it so that it is a sought-after entity for these spaces or places, corporate creative industries that... I just feel like are lazy in their search for diversity. Like, you know you need it. You just don't want to do the legwork to kind of get multiple people in your in your agency, corporation, etc. And I want ILA to be that like media medium that allows people to say, Oh, I know with ILA I can find a dope ass videographer mm-hmm. or a dope ass content writer. Um, and so it helps to support that diversity and inclusion inclusion that's lacking in corporate America and in creative industries. It's just too many spaces um, that don't have enough black people. Or <laughs> even when they get them, it's a matter of like, then you have the fun fact of looking into like, what's your retention rates looking like? Because yeah. diver- people love lumping diversity and inclusion. And it is like, mm-hmm. it's its own sector, right? Right. What you need to do to get someone into the office space versus what you need to do to keep them there are two entirely separate monsters. Yes. I finally have just started having conversations with people where I'm just like, we've got to work on our nonverbals. Yeah. Because in my community, (laughs) you use a whole bunch of hands. Yes. And that I'm instantly I'm about to run up, run up, get done up. Like so like so if I can't use my hands, then neither can you. Right. Because then we both gonna be sitting here and they Charlie crazy. Or if it's a fact of Eye contact me like it's mm-hmm. just those those little nuances that yeah. for when you are one complete segment yep. and you know like I can choose which white people I want to be cool with because it's right. so many of us here but it's right. like for me it's like oh so you want to be over with the one the other black the girl one. like how do you right. even know I fuck with her like yeah yeah we come from two we could come from two different existences exactly. and it's like those are the differences where it's just like DNI is cute Mm-hmm. But when you're in a corporate landscape that has so many contradictions, mm-hmm. right? Like this company is a crochet basket <laughs> of racial bullshit. <laughs> yes. It is literally that that I have no time to kind of through at all. So I'm done being the black unicorn. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, Drew, okay. actually, you know, I'm I'm just yeah. really just gonna <laughs> focus on this thing yeah. called a nine to the five. <laughs> And then I'm going to see y'all tomorrow. Like, yeah. yep. and that's the thing, like, so when it comes into like entrepreneurship and why mm-hmm. it was so important to you, like, what were some of those reasons where you were just like, let me go ahead and see what Jesse White is talking about <laughs> in the state of Illinois, because yes. I'm not doing this no more. Um, well, so I guess if I can speak to the initial job, I, there was a lot of fear with ultimately me leaving because mm-hmm. it's safe. It's safe to have, you know, stable income. It's safe to know that when your check is coming, how much it will be. Being an entrepreneur means no stability. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how big you are, how much Diddy you get, or how many, how many Sean Carters you are. You still need to be able to track and see your money consistently. And that just is something that 
is not always guaranteed. And so I actually got pregnant with my first child um, in 2016. And my agency that I was working with or the Jewish organization I was working with moved to West Rogers Park. Because it's a lot of damn Jewish people up there. So they needed to kind of... you going to be by your target audience. Yeah, like, that makes so total sense. sense. I, on the other hand, just purchased a home all the way in Evergreen Park. And I'm I sorry. just felt... Oh, no. Evergreen Park to West Rogers Park. You got the park, right? <laughs> we just got them other two directions that ain't fucking And I'm nine months pregnant at this point. So I, I and God said, we're done here. Um, and I took that leap because not only did I want to spend time off as a new mom, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of new things, transitional not things Not two happening. weeks with my baby. Yeah. Like, no. I didn't want to be late and dropping her off at sitters and all of this. And so a large part of that leap came from my daughter. And then also, um, it just felt like a transitional shift. Like I needed, I was done almost mm-hmm. like that assignment was done. I learned what I, as much as I could from that space and I wanted to move on. Know when to take your leave. Yeah. That is something yeah. in all situations. Yes. I don't care if it's that cute nigga that took you to prom. Girl, if it's, you know, every facet of life, every area, yes. like, you know, and it doesn't have to be messy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be extra. I think that's what unhinges people the most is it's like you get so much into the, yeah. what are people going to say? Yes. What's going to happen? How am I going to, yes. you, all these additional questions. It's yeah. just like, but are you growing and are you benefiting exactly. yourself? I literally saw this quote today that was just like, don't ask to get growth and right. not want rain. Exactly. And I was Ooh. like, Ooh, can I be a word. cactus? Like, can I just like, <laughs> do I have to choose <laughs> like a rainforest listen, plant? Can listen. I be something like can I be a succulent? Right. Can I, can I just be an aloe? <laughs> like aloe's great. They have a lot of moisture. That's it. They have enough. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing. No. Like when you really are in that space and that's any, I'm such a fucking nerd, but anything yeah. that is beautiful that we as humans think is fucking mm. dope comes from a painful situation like dr miami might hurt but it hurts nothing (laughs) like when you got to do four sets of ab workout or a pearl how does it become when it's irritation or a diamond Mm -hmm. deep down pressure like there's nothing great that happens at all because like i'm just gonna put out this one tweet and will smith's gonna see it and boom and bam i'm a red table talk bitch like it it doesn't work like that no yeah and so it came a lot. I mean, it was that. It was just, it was time and I mm-hmm. felt it. And so I moved with that, that cue. And that has been, I mean, ever since then, that really has been the way that I, I move in business and decision making. I kind of sit with myself, I sit with God. I'm very spiritual. So I take a moment and I have been in the past few years very like isolated, but on purpose. I feel like I've been doing a lot of, um, intentional siloed work. Oh, girl, that's solitude. <laughs> yes. Isolation is a 52-17. Solitude yes. is, you hear these thoughts, that's all I want to hear. Yes. Like, solitude, mm-hmm. stand corrected, yeah. So, I, I mean, since then, I um, I really, after that move, this that is when I start thinking about how I can create an extension, a leg of ILA. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be creative services. I can also lend like um, space, events, do things that are curated around this idea of empowerment and encouragement around black artists and creators because um, I just feel like there's not enough celebration of them, no. enough reverence. Like we don't revere our artists in the same way we are revering uh, Takashi. Takashi. I mean, or- no shade. All shade. I'm just, <laughs> like, wait, no. Am I getting his name confused? Not the the turncoat rapper. Oh, like I'm thinking about Marikami, the artist. Right, the artist. Same though. Clarification. <laughs> like, he's an amazing artist. He though. is. I love, I he's love. he's Lisa Frank's husband, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, let's just keep it real. With it's a colors, lot of color. Yes, yes. And a lot of like animals. Smiley face. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but to celebrate, folks that look like us that are creating is um, important to me because mm-hmm. I come from that background. It is not, I guess it's, it, 
the idea was a, a little selfless and selfish because I too, in my own walk in artistry, felt like, damn, is anybody noticing? And I think a lot of my peers feel that. I know mm-hmm. they do. Um, and so just having space to um, celebrate each other and then put hopefully that on a platform is is where my journey is leading me. So Yeah, I think also we we need to get out of our heads about like the the idea of one, right? Yes. Because case in point, like we all love, you know, all these other artists who, you know, we, we revere the in the fashion with the El Sobs or the Takashi. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, his artwork and everyone else. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and I'm not saying it's a shade at all to their artistry, but I'm like, y'all, there's we need to start educating ourselves more yes. about local artists. There's oh more God. than Hebrew. Yes. Like, there's Joe Fresh, because I love what he's yeah. doing and how he's flipped, you know, Same. fashion and culture and everything. But I'm like... There's so, Angelica London's doing bomb mm-hmm. shit. Blendistry's doing dope shit. J.A. Metcalf. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many other people yep. that it's like we do need to educate ourselves yeah. about because I'm like, that means we're missing out, yeah. like, on all that amazing synergy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and expanding our tribe and our network. Yep. Like, and we just get caught up in that, well, you know, Chance got the lane. Chance got so, the lane. And he's the only lane. And that's, that. I mean, yes, all of that and more. Like, I think it's awesome that we have these like great figures to look at, but I I definitely think that there needs we we are just innately a very creative mm-hmm. and artistic people. We come from just greatness authentically, and it's so much that already lies within all of us that can be celebrated and should be. Right. And so that that really has been my my driving force for ILA. Yeah. So even, you know, pulling from, you know, the celebrating blackness and what you're using your art form from, um, you know, now our generation for the most part is just like, look, I'm about these bitches. (laughs) Young Thug is like, I'm here for the DVF collection as well as Jeremy (laughs) Scott. There's nothing wrong with that because I'm sorry. He gives a plunging neck <laughs> neckline. I'm like that. Actually, I live. I, I just like, live I, for Young Thug and his just bad. Andri- right, the androgyny. You wear a dress, and, and then you got your band sagging. So let me do tell you, you something. Nothing about him says he won't shoot me in a church coat. <laughs> like whether it's a jogging suit or he's in a sickening swoop. Like <laughs> it's going to happen. Yes, but I think in terms of I bring him up specifically because I know a while back he made a statement um you know when they ask like how do you feel about you know what an artist places in the role and of course they were coming to him as a popular Mm -hmm. rapper he was just like you know (laughs) he gave the asap rocky answer like i'm here for these bitches (laughs) i don't really think it's a place to say anything and then you have you know our ancestors like the james baldwins and the nina simones who were like Mm -hmm. no it is exactly an artist place to take up social issues Mm -hmm. what's your own personal um I guess, opinion in terms of, like, how involved do you feel you should be as a creative versus, look, y'all, I can't take on every cause, yeah. you know? Um, I definitely am a firm believer in people having their own choice. Mm-hmm. I personally think that it is important to take up issues that are current, issues that are of importance um, in media and life, just in general, currently um but i don't ever want to place that same expectation on someone else in their art because that's their art Mm -hmm. and i i don't i can't say that there should be a universal like message for an artist because some artists don't create for other people some artists create to express some artists are getting there that is their healing that's how they it's cathartic yeah. yeah and Sometimes what they put out ain't always going to be something that should be, you know, received for the masses and to mm-hmm. to 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 lead people to to change. Not everything things. is a not song everything. Of no, like, no, no, and no. Wrong <laughs> exactly. With it. That's like. perfect analogy. Yeah. And and it shouldn't be. And so, but personally, I mean, I do both when I create, when I'm painting, um it is expressive. It's it's freeing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I'm creating, like, I had some pieces that reflected how I felt about gun violence in Chicago. Just because it was, 
it's traumatic growing up here and, you know, knowing that I've lost eight of my friends from elementary school yep. to gun violence. Like, it's, it's not easy to deal with, and that is something that has helped me heal. Um, and it also is a social issue. So yeah. I think it, it, it varies, in short. <laughs> I agree. I think, a, and even a, a more recent, and you just brought up gun violence, a relevant example. Like, I know G Herbo um, paired up with, I cannot remember the name of the org, but it is focused around like, you know, ending gun violence mm -hmm. and, and supporting inner city youth mm -hmm. and really, you know, some like put the guns down mm -hmm. and I will definitely do my due diligence to look it up. But I think that's the thing, like when you're respecting other people's versions of the stories, like I still will take off on Lakeshore Drive jogging to Roland. Yes. But, like, by him, and I'm yes. still blasting You Ain't Gang by Bibby. But right. the thing is, like, having that's different for me who, like, I'm a working woman. Mm -hmm. No, I don't have, you know, a gun with the serial numbers, you know, exactly. I have rubbed no. off. No. Exactly. And so, <laughs> but that's different from somebody who's from O Block or, you know, exactly. Who's just like, oh, they said it, we riding. Like, right. I'm a hitter. This is what I'm mm -hmm. doing. So I think that's also, like, just the responsibility that you have to take in your journey. Yeah. I think Snoop Dogg is an excellent example. He's mm -hmm. like, look. Yeah. I am not murder is the case that you gave me. No. I'm out here making $675 exactly. million deals. And like, I'm wearing these bonnets. Leave me I'm, alone. I'm Martha, and we are high <laughs> talking about praline pie. Exactly. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. But, and that's something that I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. You have to respect where people are in the journey. Yeah. But I think as the artist, depending on what your art was, mm -hmm. and I don't care if you were a problematic country singer, yeah. you know, you still have to have the accountability to be mm -hmm. like, you know what? I did this. I'm not going to say I was right or wrong. This is where I was in that time frame. Yep. And this is how I would like to move forward. Accountability is always key. Like, and giving people that space to evolve. We're so canceled. Yeah. The we second are cancel culture, but everybody deserves grace. Yeah, everybody like we're all evolving humans. Some people evolve faster. Some don't evolve as much as we think they should or could. Some are still. Some are still. <laughs> like, they like. not even gonna evolve. But um, I think that for folks that make mistakes or that produce art that may be problematic. Um, we also have to realize that that could be where they are. They could be depressed. They could have gone through something that was traumatic in their life. And the grace that you give an artist means that you can freely create what you want. Mm -hmm. I think it's really up to these, like, and we're talking about music, these labels that produce and project all of this negative shit. Like, that's them. Like, they, they have the right to be like... No, nah, we're not going to put this on the album or make this the single or like Trinidad James, nigga, nigga, nigga. Like that label wanted him to be gold all on his chains and looking like a step and fetch it. So he was definitely <laughs> giving strong Jerome. He totally was. <laughs> I think even more so, though. When we little pump or Takashi to me is the poster child yeah. for I know your elementary school pictures did not look like <laughs> did not this. Look you like didn't do shit to get your ass beat <laughs> because you ain't want to draw yes. another draw four and Uno stop the fucking games yeah. you know and so yeah I think it's you know, that live by the sword die by the sword live by the gun die by the gun no he was not mm -mm. but I think he is an excellent example of how these record companies don't give a fit up no about you know, what it does to what they're putting out there on a larger basis, as well as like what that is doing to the individual, as long as it is making them money mm -hmm. and, and cashing them out. Yep. So that part where I'm just like, I can't, yeah. you know, um, yeah. but even outside of, of, of even just that. So clearly you're grounded. You've kept it, <laughs> kept it far from a, a, a six, nine <laughs> yes. persona. Yes. No but, but what grounds you? Like, I know you mentioned like you're a mom, you know? So what is it when you're just like, even outside of your art where you're just like, okay, this is Rachel time. This is what makes me mm -hmm. happy. Um, man, what do, makes do, me do. happy? I, I really, like I said earlier, I have built a very strong, relationship a spiritual relationship with mm. god that is my foundation that is what grounds me that's what helps me when i'm start crazy and doing too much and thinking about too much um 
And so really being able to sit in solitude, which is mine, with myself and with God, and just to be still and just, um, I don't know, that that chills me out. That mm-hmm. helps me stay sane. And then I hate to seem so like corny, but it is art as well. And I'm really trying to, because I don't put enough of my energies towards producing art anymore. I used to like do commissioned work, but then I hated that it felt too much like my graphic design work because it was directed. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. when a client says I need a logo, I'm taking their guidance. I'm giving my suggestive professional input, but if they say I don't like this swirl on my whatever, I have to change it. And so I started feeling like commissioned paintings were like graphic work and I hated not being able to freely create. And so I'm trying to, in my in my free time, whatever the hell that looks like, whenever right. I have it. When um, I get 10 minutes. <laughs> when I get a minute, right. I sketch, which used to, you know, really chill me out. It's meditative for me because I get lost. I'm not thinking a lot. I can just create these characters. I really like to draw people that I've never seen and just, like, create these new beings. And right. so I'm st- slowly going back to, like, getting in my sketchbook again and just sketching out stuff whenever I'm... Going crazy. That's dope. All I could ever draw was that little six line star. <laughs> the star. And, right. The seven. Right. The, I the mean, the, the, the S. I can yes. do that. And then, like, the little 3D box, maybe the triangles, obviously. <laughs> That's all I could give you, sis. Hey, but, listen, you on your way to our Institute, girl. <laughs> right. I'm going to do three dots and be like, so we're going to hang this up next to Michelle. Listen, to yeah. Kehinde. Kehinde, I think it's Wiley, on the same yes. level. <laughs> um, but no, so with it, literally, like, I blinked. And thank God, well, you know what, 2020 is going to be hell. Oh, my God. No, let's not say that. Isn't it going to be great? It's going to be great for me, but I'm at the point now where, like, I start playing with the years. Like, are we doing, like, 1941 Europe? Are we, like, is this, like, truly 2020? Right. What's Um, what's really going on? But outside of, of, you know... The fact that this race has got all the security codes. Um, <laughs> with four months left in this present year, like, what are some of those goals that you want to accomplish? You know, for yourself personally, also for the ILA brand. Yeah. Um, you all have a beautiful space yes. um, in Bronzeville. So, mm-hmm. where, how do you see that building out? Um, and so, let me put a little clarity around that. Um, the Bronzeville Incubator is totally separate from ILA Creative Studio. Got you. Um, I am hired to manage that space and also um, curate some very ILA-centric events out of the space. So it is actually actively me beta testing some concepts out of the incubator so that I can see that they, you know, work. No, thanks for the clarity. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Um, So the Bronzeville Incubator is my full-time gig. It is a job that I'm being paid to do. ILA is my own brand and my entrepreneurial efforts. Gotcha. Um, The goals that I have for both are separate. For the incubator, um, it's a co-working space, obviously an incubator for small business owners and entrepreneurs. I really want that to become a visible space, a sought-after space for black and brown entrepreneurs, freelancers, creatives that need space to do productive work. Also, they need resources like capital, like workshops, like trainings, like mm-hmm. just a time to network and meet other people. Um, and Places kinda... to hide from gentrification. Can I drink my coffee here? Exactly. And listen to trap music? Damn. Thank you. Places to listen to our music and not, you know, mm-hmm. other things that might not be of interest. Um, and so... Um, Bringing more visibility to the incubator is one goal that I've been slowly but surely trying to do. Um, and then for ILA, I want to start, which has really taken a back seat because of this very taxing and time committed role managing the incubator. Right. Um, but I want to start doing those spe- specially curated events out of the incubator for ILA. And that means like I am doing a. Um, so we already are doing creative sips. Shout out to my boo Brittany. Yay. Yay. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
um, every last Wednesday. So doing things like that are um, especially important to me because it gathers creatives, it gathers entrepreneurs. Um, I'm also going to try to start doing a grind night for creative. So it's basically like creative co-working late in the evening, um, seven to like two-ish in the morning, um, just to get folks together to really see if there's a need. I'm already seeing that this is like our fourth month of doing the inky, uh, the creative sips out of the incubator and how bigger it's grown now that it's in our neighborhood because we initially started sips like downtown and in other spaces around the city. Um, but I see a, a big difference now that people can say, Oh, it's 10 minutes from me. I live in Hyde Park or I live mm-hmm. in Chatham or I live here. Um, and so really just just taking into account how in assessing the need of spaces. And so my goal is to just keep testing and listening to folks as they're guiding me. Well, I'll definitely be in contact. <laughs> I have ideas. Like, yes. no. But no, that's amazing um, because it really just, it shows also the work and effort that you have to put into building brands, separating them, yeah. getting like the fact that I don't want people confusing one mm-hmm. for the other and understanding like what some of those like pillars are yep. for, for both uh, mm-hmm. or for all the different um, aspirations that you're working on. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, in wrapping up, just wanted to know like if anyone was to be like, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. this is the summary of like where you currently are with your brand and your business and where you want to see it going. Like, what do you feel your destiny is? And that's all. That's a loaded question. Ooh, that's loaded. I Jesus. know. I know. I got to end it. <laughs> Wendy wouldn't ask Love you this. Wendy no, okay. not. She'd she be like, like so girl. Is that like, <laughs> you know, a Malaysian person? Like, bitch, exactly. what? Like, excuse me, is that your color? <laughs> is that your husband? No, let <laughs> Let me not be real. But no, so when it comes down oh, to like, what do you man. feel your destiny or passion, you know, has brought you to? What is it? What is has it brought me to or where do I like see it? Like, what is my big, like, which one? Where do you see it? Okay. Yes. Um, I see... Me and ILA being uh, a huge resource. You're good. Uh, okay. <laughs> we were on the last um, You're fine. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but ultimately, I want uh, it to act as, I guess, this connector. I, I've always naturally just been that, like, oh, you know, B, you know, Brittany. Yeah. I know somebody that would be great she for this. Or Joy has a podcast. You definitely need to check her out. So I, I want ILA to be representative of Rachel, which right. is that, which is this person that I mean. I don't think I hate anybody. I probably could <laughs> and should, but um, I'm always nice to folks, and I want ILA ultimately to become this brand, this entity that connects people to to opportunity to, right. to help them grow, like to give them the the resources that I wish I would have had at certain stages, to connect them to um I don't know, things that, that just help Inspire, them feel yeah. yeah, just feel empowered. And so yeah, that's that. That is no like I'm like uh, black girl magic. Sprinkles. No, but I think that's that's super important because it really just you know puts it into the forefront and shows the fact of like when like we said earlier when you're connecting it to something that's bigger than self. Yeah, it's that that's what's gonna keep you going even if you think like well shit we do it no I know I'm pulling this off why is so and so getting credit like when you mind the business that pays you and you're Mm -hmm. focused on what that passion is yeah. Even on those hardest nights where you're like, this might have been a mess. Yeah. This might have been a You yes. still can't push through it. Yeah. Um, and definitely, like, lean on me. Let me know if there's any ways that I can lean further help. I know, right? <laughs> the uh, the version when the credits was going out, though, because that was the one that had, like, a little beat to yeah. it. But, um, let me know if there's any way that I can help. I definitely... In general, I love the space. I love your brand, what Thank you're you. doing, what you're Thank bringing you. to the table for black Chicagoans. Thank you. Any excuse I have to be on my old block, I will definitely do it. Um, so, gang, yes. Gang, 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 gang. Girl. <laughs> Putting this out there. Next Friday, I get to see the unit I grew up in because it's on the market. So, Ooh, um, that's amazing. 
we'll see. Girl. We just we're gonna leave it with Christ. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> um, but no, thank you so much, girl, for coming no, on here thank and you fucking for having with me. me. And it was all the good vibes. So everybody, good. be sure if you're in the Chicagoland area to check out the ILA Creative Studio. Mm-hmm. Also, be sure to just check out the Bronzeville Incubator. It's a beautiful space full of melanin where we all yes. can be free yes. from people asking do you live here yeah i'll just wait with you i'll just i'll just wait until they come down yes. Bitch, yes. <laughs> but no this is yes. joy has questions and i will holler at y'all next week bye motivational message for this week is it is okay to want something it is okay to truly desire it right I don't care if it's if you want to be married with children if that really is your goal and your passion in life there is absolutely nothing wrong with that that is a beautiful thing if you want to be the next Oprah if you want to be the next Janet Mock, if you want to be the next Sydney Portier, I don't give a, I don't care if you want to be the next inspirational ice cream man who always kept everyone cooled down with bomb pops in the summer. You go for whatever that is. But there is also nothing wrong with recognizing when you have to shift to become better or to be more so in line with your destiny. If you look at your destiny as something that is ever evolving, if you look at your destiny as something that, you know, is not stagnant, if it's indicative or rather if it is tied into you and the fact like you're changing, you're not the same person you were last week. You're no longer five. You're a fucking adult. You're out here making capable and smart decisions and really being the master of them then there is nothing wrong with saying like, yo, I made a mistake and maybe this isn't for me and maybe I need to be focusing on something else. We are so scared to step out on faith, to just jump off the fucking cliff like Pocahontas and do a swan dive in uh, an immaculate tin, by the way, but just do the swan dive because of what other people will say, because of what other people are going to react, because of how you think or where you think you're supposed to be in this stage in life. Fuck that. If it is driving you crazy, if it is making you unhappy, it is if it is tearing you down to the point that you don't have joy anymore, then you need to really shift and rethink about some things. There's nothing. I just saw something that on Instagram that literally really blew my mind. It is just as important to realize what made you lose yourself as to make is what made you realize how you found yourself. Because if you can pinpoint that, then you can do your damnedest to make sure that you don't make at least that same mistake again. We're all going to make new ones. But never be so tied into what you think you're supposed to have or the fact I want it, I want it now, that you are prohibiting yourself from getting that bigger blessing. That leads people to having horrible-ass marriages. Trust me, I have seen them firsthand. Still got your raggedy-ass husbands in my DM. Please stay away. I have seen it lead to horrible business decisions where you just keep moving in one direction and looked up and somebody else has eclipsed you because they really were going for theirs and in the same space. And now you're like, shit. Now you have to deal with, you know, your journey or what that represents, but also fighting those feelings of regret of if I had just let it go. Be okay with shifting where you think you're supposed to be to get that bigger reward. Want more, desire more, and go for that shit. And don't let anybody tell you what you are supposed to be doing that is not the three Fs in your life, feeding you, fucking you, or financing you. And I guess if I think about Jesus fortifying you, so maybe it's four. But hope everyone has a great week. That's all I have to say. And I will holler at you later on Joy Has Questions. <laughs>